Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, as we entered phase one of reopening the country amid the COVID-19 pandemic, some people did seem to think the threat was gone. Um, Not everyone, but some. And we have seen instances of uh, social distance slipping and in some cases, people showing disregard for the advice. Um, Now, I suppose at 20, pretty much everyone feels invincible. um, But our next guest is here to put a stop to that train of thought when it comes to the coronavirus anyway. Uh, Claire McNamara, a Limerick senior camogie player, joins us on the line to discuss her own experience of the virus. And uh, you're welcome, Claire. Good morning to you. Morning. How are you feeling this morning, by the way? You're the other <laughs> side of it all. I'm a bit tired. This is probably as early as I've woken up in uh, this whole situation, but I'm good today. Thank you for asking. Mm. When were you diagnosed with coronavirus? So I got my positive test results back on March 16th. Had you been feeling unwell for a period before that? Um, Slightly. So college finished on Tuesday and I'm up in college in Dublin and I came home on Friday and I felt okay on Friday, but Friday night I felt a bit iffy, like a little bit of a headache and a tightness in my chest. But I didn't think much of it really because I think only like 40 or something people in the country had it. So I didn't really think much of it. But like the next morning I knew something was wrong. I had pains and aches all over my body. I had like cough. I had really bad pain in my chest. And my mother's a nurse, thankfully. So like the minute I told her, she kind of locked me up and she took me into hospital the next day for a test. Mm. And Claire, obviously without naming names or anything like that, do you have any idea where you might have got the virus? No. Um, restrictions weren't um, applied at that time. So on Tuesday when college finished, we all went out. Um, no places were closed. There was no social distancing. I went out on Wednesday as well. Um, I live in a big accommodation. I go to all my lectures are in St. James Hospital. So there's quite a lot of places I could have picked it up, but I have no clue at all. So tell me a little bit about your study and what you're doing there. I'm uh, studying occupational therapy. Right. In in which college? Uh, Trinity. Okay. Um, so you obviously um, got home, then you're feeling uh, unwell. How long did it take for the test result to come back? At that time, it, took, it only took a day. It only took a day. It was very quick. Where did you do the test itself and what was all that like? So um, I was taken into the regional hospital just for um, a few checks. So they did ECGs and bloods and all that crack. And that all came up clear. So they kind of thought I had a chest infection. But I knew myself that it, it wasn't a chest infection. I was very, very short of breath. Like walking up a set of stairs, like super short of breath. So um, they tested me then. And they basically, they get a swab and they stick the swab down your throat till it touches the back of it. And then they take that out and then they stick it up your nose and then they take it out. Is that unpleasant? Uh, a little bit, but it's grand like. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Limerick senior camogie player Claire McNamara about the coronavirus, I suppose. What else uh, these days? Now, you mentioned shortness of breath. Did you have the other classic symptoms, a fever and a cough? I did have a slight cough, but something that I didn't have was a fever. I didn't have a fever at all at any time when I was sick. So you went and you got the test and as you say, you got the result quite quickly. And as you pointed out at the beginning, you were very early in this. So, you know, it's understandable that you might have thought to yourself, it couldn't be me with only X number of cases in the whole country. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, that was exactly my thought. Like, I think it was only 40, or was it 140? But, like, it was very, very little. And the majority of the cases were up in Dublin. I don't think there was any cases in Limerick. So I just kind of presumed that, like, it wouldn't really affect me. What was the advice then um, after you had the testing, obviously, especially when it was confirmed that it was COVID-19? Well, I was told to self-isolate, which I did, and then my family were put in quarantine, so we couldn't leave the house. Um, my mother took all the precautions, like, to be fair to her, like, the house was just scrubbed with bleach. I had my own specific toilet, and I just self-isolated in my room, and the neighbours did, um, shout out to Claire Whelan, what a woman, she did all the shopping for us, she did so much for us, and we just locked ourselves in the house for a few weeks. Mm. And can you just um, help people out here, because I think there is still a lot of confusion about the difference between self-isolating and quarantining. You said you were self-isolating and the rest of your family were in quarantine. Self-isolating means you specifically kind of stay in one room, ideally, and maybe have your own bathroom. You're not supposed to come into contact with any other people. But when someone's quarantined, they can stay in their house. They can't go outside their house and interact with other people, but they can interact with family members and move around the house. And in the following days, how sick did you get? I actually kind of look back at it now and I was a lot sicker than I thought. Like, I personally kind of took it as a joke, which is obviously the not, not the right way to go now. But, like, I kind of, I found it funny. I was found it ironic. I did have a bad cough. I remember lying down on the couch and I had a little nap. I was very tired. And I woke up and I was so congested that, like, I just couldn't breathe in my chest. And I remember, like, trying to send, like, voice messages to my friends just to explain, like, what was going on. And after I sent, like, five or six, like, you just, I couldn't talk, like. It was so, it was It was very, very draining and like you would, it was, it's very hard to like describe but it's just something you don't want to have. And like over the weeks, like when I got better, like I kind of disregarded how sick that I was. Mm. But it, when it hits it, like it does hit you. Was the congestion and particularly the shortness of breath quite scary at times? It was very scary because like I'm... I'm a fit person. Like, I'm probably, like, I'm just average fitness and stuff like that. Like, and I would be a very active person. I train like two or three times a week. And the fact that I couldn't walk up my own set of stairs, like, without feeling really weak and the shortness of breath, it was very, very scary. And, like, it's just something you don't expect to affect you so much. Like, now, you mentioned that uh, you got great help from the community and we're hearing yeah. lots of stories uh, of that right around uh, Limerick at the moment. Um, and in the meantime then, while you were quite ill and you were self-isolating, uh, what were your family doing um, in within the house? <laughs> um, Dad was staying as far away from me as possible and my mum was the person who was kind of giving me my food and like the only person I really saw. Like she was, she was so so good, and she was disinfecting the the entire house on like a daily basis, and like she was like a workhorse. God bless her. And you mentioned that she has a medical background herself, so yeah. At the same time, and I think you said to the Limerick leader that uh, the house was uh, almost bleached to bits. Yeah. At the same time, your mother got it. Yeah, she did. Um, she kind of she starts off with a bit of chest pains, and we just kind of like and that kind of shortens the breath. But we kind of put that off to the bleach because she was using so much of it. Like we just kind of thought like the fumes were in her lungs or something like that. But she did um, get it. She did. She was quite sick. Um, she was in hospital for eight days. Um, it was it wasn't a pleasant experience for her at all. Were you aware that she was coming down with it? I I kind of have this view of my mum that she should be fine. Do you know? I think it's because she's just such a tough woman that, like, 
when she was saying she was kind of like feeling a little bit weird, I was like, Erie, you're grand. And it's just like a view I have of my mom that like anything that happens to her, she'll be fine. And I just didn't presume she'd get it, especially since, you know, like I wasn't giving her a hug. I wasn't giving her a kiss. Like I wasn't passing it on like that. So no, I didn't think she, she, she was going to get it. But then obviously she collapsed at one o'clock in the morning, had to be taken in with an ambulance. And obviously then I knew that something was not right. Uh, we're chatting to a uh, Limerick senior camogie player, Claire McNamara, about having the coronavirus herself and then uh, her mum getting it as well. Uh, and she was in hospital for more than a day or two. Yeah, she was in hospital for eight days. Um, she was in the Limerick Regional Hospital. Um, she was getting tests done and she was being medicated and stuff like that. Like She didn't have a, she didn't have a nice time of it now. Yeah. Um, and when you guys were chatting about it, did you have similar symptoms? Um. To an extent, we both had the chest pains and the shortness of breath. But um, my mom has had previous stomach conditions and it really just like exacerbated those and that's where it really affected her. Did she feel wiped out the way you did? Oh yeah, 100%. Like, it just kind of, it just drains you. Like, um, you don't, like, still, like, we're, we're doing good and stuff like that, but still, she's not 100%. I'm better than her. But like, we still, you still don't feel like what you were. Yeah. It uh, affects you quite differently. The thing is, you know, you were as fit as a fiddle going into this COVID-19 experience, weren't you? Yeah, like, um, I know I'm, I'm only a goalkeeper, so I wouldn't be as fit as the outfield players, but like, <laughs> I was doing it. I was, um, is that what they say now, or is that, are you admitting that? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying that now. Um, but I was exercising with my, my friend up in college quite a lot. We had planned to do some sort of a triathlon this summer. And just for it to, like, affect me so hard. And, like, even in the aftermath now when I'm trying to exercise, like, it's, it's weird, like, you feel like you're, like, an asthmatic or, like, a severe asthmatic just trying to, like, do a little jog. And it's very, it's very weird, like. Did you need an inhaler? I did, yeah. So, um, I, the day, so you're supposed to, like, self-isolate for two weeks and then you can come out. And on the last day of my self-isolation, I woke up with severe chest pain. Um, so I was taken into the hospital for more tests and they were like, your grand's home. But I knew myself that, like, I, I should still have chest pains. So I contacted my local GP and she prescribed me with an inhaler and then I self-isolated for another week just for safety. Like, Did your mother have a relapse? She did, yeah. Um, she had the same thing as me. She did relapse as well and she ended up going into hospital for a few tests. But thankfully she's out now. Like, um, it's, She's a bit scary, like. Well, that's what I was just thinking, you know, obviously, uh, because of what you said earlier, as well as everything else, and sure, we're all the same about our parents, aren't we? aren't we? We think they're invincible. She was probably hiding some of it from you, but it must have been a very frightening experience for her. It was a very frightening experience, like, and especially since, like, she wasn't in work at the time, but she knows people in work, obviously, have gotten it as well. So, like, she can relate with them, but, like, it's, it's not nice. Um, it's not nice at all, especially, like, she wouldn't be as young and as, Say to me, I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. Um, but like, I know, but she's hardly ancient now. <laughs> yeah, actually, she's fine. She's grand, like. But um, and, um, and what about your dad in the middle of all this? <laughs> dad was fine. Dad, I did feel bad for him because when Mam went into the hospital, he had to take care of me, and he had a lot, quite a lot on his plate. You know, like Mam in hospital, me, and him having to like manage everything in the house, and quite, I had to do a lot during the time, especially when Mam was in hospital and I was still sick. So. Yeah, he got sure though, he's grand. So a number of weeks on, you still wouldn't describe yourself as absolutely 100%? No. I I want to get back to the fitness that I was at. And I'm physically incapable of that right now. 
every time I go for an intense jog, and it's very same with my mom. Anytime my mom raises like her heart rate, we do some sort of exercise. Like her heart rate goes through the roof. But me, I can withstand longer periods of exercise and stuff. But I get a cough, and then I just start like coughing up quite a lot of phlegm and stuff that's still in my lungs. And like, it's very difficult to go out and try and exercise intensely like every single day to raise your fitness. And that's what happens to you. Claire, you mentioned that your mother did have an underlying condition of sorts. Yeah. Did you? No. I had no underlying conditions at all. So you were a fit athlete, a young woman, well used to a hugely active lifestyle, and this thing really knocked you sideways. Yeah, that's exactly it. I was very surprised at the effect that it actually had on me. And what would you say then to other people um, having been through it about what it's like, about the dangers and about, you know, the enormous restrictions that we've all had to live with? It's something that you don't want to get because it affects you for, like, it's, uh, when I first got it, I literally referred to it as the spicy flu. I thought it'd be two weeks done and dusted, but it's not. Like, it's nearly three months now and I'm still not the same. And if you are thinking about yourself in that situation, you need to think about the others in your family as well. Like, you could do the exact same thing as I did, come home and give it to a family member. I'm blessed that, like, my mum is not a smoker anymore. She never had, like, she didn't have, an, she wasn't immune compromised or anything like that. But if someone in my family was, like, I could have put them in serious, serious danger. And I understand, like, with restrictions now, like, meet up in your fours or where it's a five or six and you're all socially distancing and stuff like that. Like, that's fine. But um, I think just, meeting up for in 10s and 15s and having the house parties and jumping on top of each other and all that crap. Like, I do think you you need to take yourself out of the situation and look at how, how it could affect you and your family. And would you worry that as we reopen uh, the discipline that we've seen from a lot of people, younger people and older people so far, might start to break down? Um, I, I have to commend, I've seen some very, very, very responsible people um, meeting up and like I've literally seen pictures of hand sanitizer on the table and stuff like that you know some people are being very responsible and obviously other people aren't um it does worry me a little bit because some of them like be posting it on social media thinking that it's perfectly okay and then when you see it it, it does worry you because nobody wants um a second wave of it like we all want to get back to our lives as soon as possible but if we want to get back to our lives as soon as possible we kind of just have to stick to what Leo said like it, it, I think it's going to work Okay, and do you think Leo and uh, the leaders have done a reasonable job? Um, yeah, I do in this situation. Like, I wouldn't be a very political person. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the ma- a massive fan of Leo, but like, I think in this situation, I think he has been good. I think his, I have his phase one to five on PDF. Like, I've read him, and I do think that it's going to work. I think he's taken a very reasonable approach, and I do think compared to England and America, we are lucky to kind of have him doing as well as he is doing. And to use, um, other than COVID-19, the phrase of the last few weeks, when do you think we'll all get back to being normal people? I don't know. Um, I suppose um, phase five is supposed to start on August 10th. Um, college is supposed to go back at the end of September. At the moment, my college seems to be planning for all of us to go back on the end of September. So I'm hoping that that's the plan. Like I, I do want to be up in Dublin at the end of September. And hopefully things will be back to normal then. All right. Looking forward to Camogie again, I presume. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
Okay. Listen, you're great to chat to us. Uh, first of all, I'm very glad you're on the mend, if not quite there, almost there. And likewise, uh, your mum as well and lots of other people who unfortunately have been struck down by the coronavirus. And I think it's great to hear uh, a young person like yourself explaining what it was like and getting the message um, out there. And thank you very much for your time this morning. The very best of luck thank to you, Claire. Thanks. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, that is Claire McNamara, Limerick Senior Camogie player. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.